Welcome to the Strip Town Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're dope or whack, from if I had a million dollars to don't shuffle me back, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Everybody's laughing while at him they point a finger. It's my co-host, Evan. Buried in the din of rotor noise and close explosions. It's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> I'm just deep in there, buried in that din? Yeah, you are. What sound would you be? Ooh, great question. Huh? I'd be a tuba march. What sound would you be? I would be, I want to say sustained fart, but I think like a high pitched screech. You say sustained fart as an answer to a lot. Whenever I. It's my go to. Yeah, I ask you for a sound. Oh, my sound would be the sound of computers screaming. Like, you know, back in the day when you had like the dial up modem and you signed into the internet and you got to hear like the computers shrieking at each other? Sure. Like computers talking screams. Sure. Yeah. Great. In my head, we don't hear that anymore. Kids these days don't hear that. Don't hear the screams. (laughs) You've never heard a computer scream. Have you ever called a fax machine? Yes. Yeah, you'll hear the same screechy screamy, and then if you yell "Hello, help me," it'll print out on the other person's end. (laughs) Is that how it works? No, it's not at all how it works. Um, What struck me as a child? Mm -hmm. This is such a dumb. I thought my modem sound. This is such a dumb. This is such a dumb. Was unique. But now I come to learn that everybody's was. <laughs> yeah, then, then a dubstep song started. <laughs> but no, it was not, everybody's was the same sound. Really? I think so. Because if you look up like modem sound on the internet, which I do daily. Yeah, That's my wake up noise. On my that's actually, that would be a fun wake up. Because it would certainly wake you up. Yeah. Um, I think they were all the same. Or at least very similar for like 56K modems. Hmm. Were you in the the uh, 24K modem era too? I don't remember what K my modem was. Oh, buddy. I'm, you I'm, didn't suffer. I'm old enough to... <laughs> I mean, I, I had dial-up internet when I was like in high school. Sure. but We started 28K in 97. We went to 56K shortly after 98 or 99. And then we got the cable and life changed. Mm-hmm. I remember it fondly. Uh getting that that first time online yeah. and and everything loading so slow but it was just a wonderland yep yep just like line by line i remember that where all you all internet was was slow loading porn and text games yeah basically god message boards remember pornography in the era of dial-up it was unreal like yeah, but you got i mean it was you would wait for minutes for a picture to load yeah that's nuts the anticipation <laughs> i guess so <laughs> It really was lying by line. I had to figure out when to start jacking. <laughs> like, oh, do I do it now? <laughs> or should I wait? Um, I I remember when I was on AOL, my favorite thing was downloading uh, 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 hacking programs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like uh, things that would like, it, you could like spam another person's aim and kick them offline by sending them like 900 messages at once. Or like you could go into secret. Do you remember AOL keywords? Yeah. So there were AOL keywords that were only meant to be used by admins and mm-hmm. you could like type them in and it would ask for like your administrative password and it would feel very like you tried to hack into Area 51. Like uh-huh. it was cool. You I- tried to hack into, I'm going to take AOL down. <laughs> there's, still pe- there's still like 30 or 40,000 people who are on AOL still to this day. My mother has an at AOL.com email, which blows my mind every time. They still have the same. She logs on. She, she doesn't have AOL, but she uses mm-hmm. AOL.com for her email. And it still has the same. You've got mail. 
little notification for huh. when she gets on. I'm still shackled to like a Yahoo email address because I you? did I did a bunch of well, I've got a Gmail too, but like I did a bunch of work like when I started writing I was all out of Yahoo, so I still got a bunch of like outstanding yahoo stuff sure so that's just my spam email now yeah that makes sense i have a specific dedicated spam email that is uh, a lot of fun because every once every four months i'll jump in there and i'll be like what did i get mailed to me (laughs) it's just like if i could have my mail carrier just fill up a swimming pool with my junk i would like to jump into that (laughs) swimming pool once every couple months and just like throw up value packs of coupons and credit card offers and it would be fun <laughs> you gonna be the Scrooge McDuck covered of spam. In, covered in paper cuts. <laughs> yeah, if you come I out. I guess I didn't really think it through. The sacred didn't come up. If you did a dive into a swimming pool full of envelopes, you would die, right? Because it would be hard. Well, it depends on how high you're diving from, but like like a hundred feet. Yeah, <laughs> if you did that, <laughs> yes, you would die. Okay, got it. What about like uh, six inches? You'd probably be okay. Okay. I mean, you're just I like falling. Uh, envelopes are probably a thing of envelopes is probably softer than the ground itself. So I feel like a six inch dive. Okay. So you'd be fine. feet would kill you, and six inches wouldn't. So like ninety nine yeah. feet. <laughs> Dead. Okay. Ninety eight feet. Dead. Keep going. We'll get there. This week's song is called Helicopter. You wanna know who else is dead? <laughs> who else? The people in the poor, uh, in the Balkans, that the singer of this song went to oh, see. Oh, bec- they died because they tried to jump into envelope pools? That's almost assuredly what they did. <laughs> and that's what this song the, is about. The ethnic cleansing of uh, <laughs> Serbs. It's called Helicopters. If you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. This is where the helicopters came to take me away. This is where the children used to play This is only half a mile away from the attack This is where my life changed Ebbo. Mm-hmm. Ethnic cleansing of Serbs. Serbs and Bosnians. How Bosnian did you Croats. get that specific with this song? Because it's very clearly about like the school, the Kosovo school bombings. Uh, but we bombed a lot of schools. Not in the year before Maroon came out. Okay, you're right. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not time I mean, it out. It was like April '99, and then Maroon came out in September of 2000. Okay. So I mean, he could be writing about Vietnam, but probably not. It's sure. probably about like the war that we're actively in. Not a war, but actually, it was a war. But the war that we were just sort of like fucking around faffing around over there (laughs) i i thought it was just a general um sort of like middle eastern conflict maybe some sort of uh no no. this is this is about albania sure okay well tell me a little bit about the conflict tell me what you thought what i thought about the conflict did you like it did you not like (laughs) it loved it it. yeah i'm with a slobodan milosevic i feel like we should strengthen serbian nationalism (laughs) and uh ethnic cleanse croats and bosnians that's Uh, what i think he had a lot of really good ideas You open the. You I open did. Pandora's I opened the floodgates on this one. Here's my notes. Yeah, I mean, but like the what I think, like the Serbians and Albanians had like tensions since like the 19th fucking century, right? Uh huh. Uh, so, you know, it started as uh, the the KLA, the Albanian KLA, just trying to like. I mean, it's sort of similar to like uh the Palestinian-Israeli conflict in a mm-hmm. lot of regards. Like the KLA is trying to like it started to just protect themselves and then like separate from Yugoslavia and stop like repression, and then it just sort of spiraled out of control. 
And uh, NATO came in, and then they accidentally bombed a uh, Serbian school, killed a bunch of kids. Okay, interesting. Uh, and horrific, obviously. Um, yeah, and the the school is uh, mentioned by, by I mean, not by name, but very specifically, this is where the allies bomb the school, they mm-hmm. say by mistake. Emotions. This is where the allies bomb the school, they say by mistake. Um, I think it's Sudulika, Sudulika okay. is the school name. Okay. It's near Belgrade. Interesting. Was was Canada involved in that conflict at all? Uh, I mean, NATO was NATO was involved. Sure. So I, I I'm 99% sure Canada's part of NATO. So. Okay. So yeah. So so absolutely. What? So yeah. I I wrote which war does it matter? But obviously you've I mean, answered I don't that know question. If it, I don't know for if me. it matters, but that's the that's I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about. Sure, because we have in this song a very general anti-war sentiment mm-hmm. right i feel like and i wrote this down this is the song that sell 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 was trying to be right yeah. sell 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 and this song are very similar yeah uh in terms of of what they're attempting mm-hmm. which is to 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 highlight the horrors of war basically Correct. i mean sell, sell sell was more about how we interpret the media and how the media changes our perception this one yeah. is more just straight up about fucking we kill people yeah and, and it, they're horrible. sort of they're sort of work as two sides of the same coin because the narrator in sell 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 he's some sort of actor who makes his bones on war and yeah. then in here this narrator is sort of the opposite like he's got a truer message right he's speaking out against war but nobody's fucking listening to him sure or something to that effect um yeah and he I, seems to change tack a couple times i do yeah i i, I want to address like <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that narrator do you think he's a protest singer so I thought he was a soldier, maybe a soldier cum protest singer, possibly, but I don't, I, I don't. Well, just another three-day foreign tour we'd never forget. Just another three-day foreign tour we'd never forget. So, so I thought that he's. He so, was there. Yeah, I feel like he's. What I thought was he was like a singer brought in to entertain the troops, maybe? Oh, but that. It's hard because then he wouldn't have a take. You know what I mean? The media wouldn't be coming to him and being like, tell us what it was like to be over there. Unless he's super famous. I guess so. Like but then why like, would the media... It's very clear that the media if doesn't... If Miley Cyrus to Afghanistan, people would probably ask her what it was like over there. But it's very clear that the media doesn't believe him, right? When right. he starts talking about it, they say, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what is the line specifically? Uh, everyone's laughing while at me they point a finger. Yeah, maybe the world so. Loves its irony, must hate the protest. Yeah, singer. and I think that's where you're getting the protest singer idea. But I just think that he's talking generally about a protest singer. Everybody's laughing while at me they point a finger. The world that loves its irony must hate the protest singer. So why? I don't think that he's a protesting i think he's a soldier that's telling the media about the war mm-hmm. but then the journalists take him for a fake which is a line in the song right but then i'm not sure but why right like he's an anti-war soldier so why doesn't the media believe him and then they fucking they straight up laugh at him which is nuts right yeah. the media is just like look at this fucking idiot that's why i think he's a protest singer okay I think he's like like look at the libtard oh like one of the, like, like that sort of thing, okay. I think, is like what I think. Yeah, it, it, it's hard, but the, but it says they don't take him for a fool, right? So, like again, it's like it's hard to sympathize with all this devastation, hopping around from site to site like tourists on vacation. So, is he speaking about himself or is he speaking about the media? 
Is he watching it from the outside? I I don't know. I feel like he is a protest singer. And because he's talking about like the 60s, right? That was like the era of protest singers. Like you write a fucking protest song about whatever the fuck you want to write about. Probably Vietnam. Right. And like you got some traction. Whereas now, like, I don't think I've, I don't, I'm sure they're still out there. I'm sure there are still protest songs and stuff like that. But I have, I can't think of the last time i heard one a like modern a green one. day a modern sort one of, yeah. yeah oh American yeah, oh, Idiot. yeah boulevard of broken dreams yeah that was a protest album yeah, wasn't it, was. it? Good, good uh good yeah on you um but uh i mean that was kind of uh, that was later than this yeah. um so, but so what is the irony here they talk about the irony come right? on now now a world that loves its irony must hate the protesting or what is the irony that he's an anti-war soldier maybe or because if he's a protesting Here's what I'm getting to. I don't think Canada understands what irony is between the Lannis set and the Bare Naked Ladies. No, not dramatic irony. No, okay. In the classical sense. But like, what the fuck? What is the irony in this song that he's even talking about? The world that loves its irony must hate the protest singer. So why? He's, talking, he's talking about the like everyone becoming more jaded. But that's because, not... Because, I mean, we... <laughs> Like, We've hit a wall on this one immediately. Like, I mean, people, there's a, there is a sense, I don't know if it's true or not, that people are becoming more jaded with regards to violence and war because we're, we're constantly seeing it. And that's sort of the, the pain of knowledge, right? Yeah. Like there's, once you know something, there's no path back to ignorance that doesn't make you an asshole. Like if you know children are suffering in Yemen, okay, you have to say like, like, and you, you sign into Facebook and it says like, before I sign into Facebook, I don't know anything about Yemen. Sure. Like I'm. I sign on Facebook, see a child suffering. I'm like, well, fuck, this makes me an asshole because I can't consider myself a good person and not do anything about sure, this. So, sure. so I think that's what he's talking about. You have to, you have to like have some sort of ironic distance yeah. between yourself and these things. Yeah. I'm like, how do I go back to my fucking nice house and, you know, have a, a delicious pizza dinner while people right. are suffering elsewhere in the world? And I have it within my power to at least ameliorate that in some degree, some tiny sure. degree. Makes What's, me a piece of shit. I think we had a, a common friend on Facebook who just posted a status that was something like, does anyone else want to just quit their job and like just do something for like, because it's, it's impossible to just see the news mm -hmm. and just go like, well, I'm going to work tomorrow. Like I have to do me. Right. But you have to, right? Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it just feels I mean, you like, can, like go and you quit your job, go down to the border and volunteer for some organization and live like, but then what the fuck would you do? No money. And then yeah. like, I don't know, just die, I guess. Yeah. But like, and that's ethically the right thing to do, like morally, <sighs> but like at the same time, hard. it's, yeah, I mean, the right thing to do is always hard. That's the thing I hate about those fucking fucking video game morality, right? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. where, where it's like, choose good or bad, sure. and the good option always helps you out and turns out to be good, and the bad one is probably helps you out a little bit, but probably isn't good. But like, sure. the bad option should always be easier and always help you out sure, more. Right, and the good yeah. option should be hard to do and make you like make your character worse off. Yeah, yeah, like, that's functionally true. in the in the game world. Yeah, well, it, and it, it, I I think I don't. That's if, real life. I don't know if it was intentionally diegetic, but I do feel like. They kind of simulate that with the chorus of this song. So I'll be leaving soon. I'll be leaving soon. Because the 
Warrens, the music is very fast paced, right? Mm-hmm. The um, there's there's bongos that are just hitting and like it's going, but the singing is speaking very of which, slow. Uh, Tyler so was I, the real star, star of the song for me. You yeah. mentioned bongos. Yeah, his his he's going crazy on those bongos. It's excellent. Um, but it, it very much feels like running in place to me. The mm-hmm. chorus, right? Because like things are passing you by, and but you as as the singer or or whatever character you're inhabiting is just moving so slow. I have nightmares about that all the fucking time where I have to get somewhere and I'm running uh, and I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. Like that kind of feels like what was happening here. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's uh, some simultaneous urgency and chillness to, mm-hmm. I think the, the whole of this song in general, which is, is interesting. Um, there's, there's some lines in here. There are a few lines. <laughs> Let's talk about some of them. Um, I, I want to get your interpretations of a bunch of them. Mm. Um, this is where my life changed in a day. Mm-hmm. And then, it changed back. <laughs> what the fuck? This is only half a mile away from the attack. This is where my life changed in a day, and then it changed back. So, like, I saw a kid die. I saw yeah. school get bombed. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, I got to go back home. Like, is this speaking more to, like, you know... You have to change your life back because you can't live like constantly thinking about the horrors of war. I think, yeah, I mean, like, I it, for me it was more. He went home, but he's never going to unremember all the horrors that he saw there. So his life has changed, but he's still they're still asking him to go through the motions of living his life. Sure, which so is no, why he's going to kill himself, like all Stephen Page narrators. Yeah. I'll be leaving soon. Oh, is this a um? Oh God, do you know who this could be? Kevin um, Hearn. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> McAllister. The photographer who took that picture of that starving kid oh. that, and then the kid died and then he felt so racked with guilt and whatever because he won like some award for that picture mm-hmm. and then he killed himself, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. So in a very shallow sense, his life changed back, but in a yeah. deep sense. I would have, and the chorus, I'll be leaving soon. If anyone other than Stephen Page had written the song, I'd be like, oh, he's just leaving the war zone. <laughs> but like, I'll be leaving soon. Always, always. It's like a tell for me, like, He's going to kill himself, isn't it's, he? It's so, it's not funny, but it's so sad that now that we have context about Steven, like all the songs take on this dark pall, right? Yes, like, and, I, and some of it is our our fault. Like we've we've definitely like <laughs> made every BNL boy into like a caricature of himself. <laughs> but it's true though. Oh yes, of course it is. No, at least in terms of Steven. Oh, absolutely. Shut the fuck up, I hate you. Most of these songs are about him killing himself or hating himself or you know, dying or hurting someone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very dark. And very few of his songs have anything other than a dark message. Mm-hmm. So even a song like this, yeah, it's, it's well, I mean, it's dark from the beginning, but right. obviously, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, and it's like a, it's it's a, a level of, re- not remove, uh, it is an order of magnitude more horrifying than most of the shit that he usually, like, he usually talks about bad relationships. Yeah. So like, two people are suffering maybe three or four yeah. if he's in the like if he's a cheating yeah. guy but like here he's talking about the suffering of like literally tens of thousands if not millions of people yeah um yeah i uh, i wrote the bongos as well god this fucking bongos yeah, fucking like, great. He, uh, like that drum switch on the chorus like yeah. almost like a techno industrial beat yeah. yeah it wasn't enough to hook me but man tyler he's the fucking star of this song yeah oh my god like that's syncopa- so that syncopation hmm. um give me that boy uh more lyrics more um, lyrics I'm going to try a punch-up for the Brand Naked Ladies here, okay? Um, Ooh, how about a brunch-up? I could do a brunch-up. I love the line, I do my best to synthesize the sounds of my emotions. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really, like, 
awesome, meaningful line. I do my best to synthesize the sounds of my emotions. And that comes the third line, uh, or very close to the beginning of verse one, right? Mm-hmm. In verse two, we have a very similar line. It's a parallel in the exact same place in the verse with, uh, it's hard to sympathize with all this devastation. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sympathize with all this devastation. We've got synthesize the sounds of my emotions. Sympathize with all this devastation. But in the same place in verse three, where you'd Uh-oh. expect there to be some parallelism, it's I'm haunted by a story and I do my best to tell it. Haunted by a story and I do my best to tell it. Which is fine. But, Stevie P, yep. let me punch up comes. your jam. <laughs> Sakey's punch-ups. <laughs> so, a, a screaming story symphony. I do my best to tell it. So there we go. We've got the, the, the link with uh, synthesize and sympathize is symphony, right? How symphonize. about this? Symphonize. <laughs> no need for symbols as I plainly try to, settle, or to tell it. Okay, good. So you've got this sim still going. Yeah. Here's my favorite one. Just a minor symptom, but I'll do my best to tell it. Disease lies underneath. It's tougher to expel it. <laughs> so now we're talking about the whole war machine in general. Yeah, and sounds, we have that symptom. Like, that kind of sounded like an headline. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Because I'm, I'm, I come from a rat background, so yeah, I'm cramming right. it in. Here's my, my alt. I fear toot out a symphony. I fear the toot sound, out? The sound resembles yelling. Noses get plugged while I scream, he who smelt it dealt. <laughs> yep, that's another Ed line right there. You, you just That was like a continuum more and more Ed. <laughs> and I'll believe it. <laughs> he can't deal with it. He has yeah, to Yeah, that's leave. the line that Stevie P took out of the song. <laughs> so yeah, maybe, yeah. Everything red is better. Everything red is already dead. <laughs> that's right. No famous people alive. Uh, who was it? Was this written solely by, um, yeah, so uh, this is a Stephen Page jam uh, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's another line. Does it seem like Steven very quickly wrote the, the tourist on vacation line right after just another foreign tour, right? Because he says, just another foreign tour, I'll never forget. Uh, and then it's hard to sympathize with all the devastation. Hop around for sight, sight, like tourists on vacation. Like, they're very similar line. It's hard to mm-hmm. marvel at the description of soldiers as tourists when you literally say tour twice in a row. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, that's deep. Oh, wait. Okay, tourists. Okay, yeah, I, I got it, Stevie P. Like, <laughs> you think they're tourists on vacation. I understand. Yeah. Just another three-day foreign tour we'd never forget. It's hard to sympathize with all this devastation. Any lines that stuck stuck out for you? Because I have a lot of musical pieces, but no, I really. This song was just kind of meh. It just me. passed you by. It huh? passed me by like uh, all of us pass by devastation across the world every time we <laughs> log on to social media. <laughs> and we pass by it when we pass a homeless person, and we don't give them our leftovers. Yeah, they were doing a. I was reading a psychological study where people. When you pass by, uh, like people will actually cross to the other side of the street because they don't want to be made to feel bad. Yikes! So not only do you, like, not help them, you try and avoid them. And I, I found myself doing that too. Yeah. Like because you don't want to be made to feel bad, right? Yeah. Like feeling bad is not fun. I guess. Yeah. 
I yeah, because I just walk by ugh, and I usually ignore them, which feels terrible. I should just at least say something, huh? We're really working through our problems on this yeah. podcast. I like that about us. <laughs> Two guys with a lot of problems discuss B and L. We do. We are. We have. Are you uh, the Ed or are you the Stevie? In terms of who be us? Oh, I'm the Ed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Don the Maison. So am I the Stevie? <laughs> I guess you're you're deeper than I. Can I be the Kevin? No, <laughs> you have to be the Steve. I'm a Stevie boy. Sorry, buddy. Okay. I claimed Ed. You should have spoken pref- up. I think I'd probably rather be Andy. I know who you'd rather. You'd rather drop out of this podcast <laughs> and live a quiet life in Quebec, but no. Well, if I have to stay, I want to be Jim. No, you are Steve. <laughs> you gave me a dichotomy. Okay. I didn't get to choose Tyler. Yeah, I just... So, in general, I'm not really that much into protest songs. And I don't... Or just like... I hate any message songs. song for that matter. I, yeah. I just don't like didactic pieces. Like yeah. again, like I'm, I enjoy, I'm speaking of like pieces like down the line, the hidden sun are not, not non-didactic, like pieces where I am allowed to draw my own meaning mm. where they're not just telling me something mm-hmm. and obviously telling me something. Right. Like, and again, given to my, up to my own devices, I don't even register lyrics that much in the yeah. song. And it's hard because we are so fucking, the sequencing of this album is bad because we are so deep into concentrating time because there's i'm gonna tell you seven stories in a row in rapid succession and i expect you to pay attention to all of them right get it so like we need a mental break where is falling for the first time in the back half of this album you know what i mean like this is one where i'm very oh sorry this is one where i'm very proud to be resequencing it because i think it needs to be resequenced i can't wait either to resequence it okay <laughs> when i make it all about yeah you are an italian do. carnival <laughs> what floats would they be <laughs> um you know the more i think about it the more i think it might be a protest singer did you uh, I know. listen to any live versions of the song uh, a couple every time it's live the end where the bear near near now is steven thank you for being a friend bear <laughs> whistles that part right and i feel like whistling is kind of like a a protest singer sort of like like i i feel like it's it's very you know hand claps whistles and an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. is is sort of the protest singer thumping on thumping on the body of the guitar exactly yeah So, so maybe he is like putting another uh, layer of protest song into this when he does it live. Um, I think it's possible. I think you have a point. I really wanted him to be an anti-war soldier because I thought that's where the irony came from. Mm. But I think that Canada's... you really just you really focused on that one line. I don't know. Like he just why. locked in on that. Well, I think it's also because people are laughing at him, and I think that it's it's interesting to have a soldier coming back from war and going like, "I saw all these people die," and then being. I don't know. Because I, I don't know what a protest singer would be well, doing over there. I know, but he's... Because you don't, you don't fly a protest singer in to amuse the troops. Right. Maybe he brought himself over. Or maybe he came not as a protest singer, but as like part of, you know, on some other job or something like that. But he's also a protest singer. Who knows? Yeah. I just feel like there's more legwork to do if he's a protest singer than if he's a soldier. But maybe this is just... I feel the opposite. Yeah, I guess. All right. So this is this is a hard song to have jokes about, even though we were <laughs> joking around a lot, right? Yeah. It's just the more I... 
obviously they have a real passion for what they're singing about mm-hmm. on this album because they included two anti-war mm-hmm. songs. But this as a follow-up to Stunt just blows my mind. You have a party album. Like one of the alcohol, it's all been done. One week. And then to follow it up with Cell, 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 Helicopters, Hidden Sun is just oh, like... Hidden Sun's beautiful. What the fuck? This is such a crazy album to me. Like they they went in a totally different well, direction. And again, they're they're dealing with like the aftermath of stunt. So I feel like there's a couple ways you can handle that. You're like, let's do another banger. Let's yeah. fucking just write down the plate and do all we can. And they did that to a certain extent at the beginning of the album. Yeah, I but guess then they falling. sort of like then they verged out of it. Yeah, like they're definitely they're just trying something else, which is a lot easier with regards to failure. Yeah. Right. It, it takes pressure off you. Cause you're like, well, we're not doing the same thing we were doing before. Yeah. We fucked up, but like, you know, God, which makes, I'm so excited to re-listen to the next album. Uh, everything to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see kind of where they go from there. Um, we have these, uh, the, the post chorus, the bridge of this song, uh, the, I can't help anyone. Cause everyone's so cold. I can't help anyone. It's so light and airy and weird. It felt like the Brady Bunch goes to Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was just so, the song. a magic tiki and it brings them bad luck. And it it continues all the way to the end of the, the, um, the song. The end of the song has like, the same sort of lighthearted note. Steve's playing a recorder, which is <laughs> a great mental image, like him with a white recorder, like they play in grade school. And that little like doo 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 doo, dude. It's like it really doesn't like the Golden Girls theme, yeah. and it's zany. It's a weirdly positive note, especially if this is if his last "I'll be leaving soon," which is repeated like six times, is a suicide note. Do 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 do. This one's to thank us all for being friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. Traveled down that road, and Bad. then he changed back. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you think that was weird? Did you think it was a strange choice? I don't. I wouldn't. You put didn't do <laughs> anything beyond them at this point. I feel like I keep asking you questions, and you're just like, oh, "Bare naked ladies are weird, man." <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's a point where we get to like a bare naked lady event horizon, and I think we're there. Like, time is just drawing out. <laughs> And getting longer and longer and longer. Like, the songs, I mean, it's just going to... Actually, we're not even close to the event horizon. We can just see the event horizon, yes. right? Where it's the Schwarzschild oh, uh, we get, like, drawn out into spaghetti. We are, we are being spaghettified right yeah. now. So, yeah, we've, we've hit the... Was it the Schwarzschild? Is that what it is? Okay. I don't know, man. Bare ladies are weird. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we have to by the nature of this podcast, try and read as much into it as we can. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, recorder. That's an odd choice. But, yeah, you know, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> like it fits with like the we it don't, fits we, kind of like with the protest nature of the song. And we don't have to we don't have to have a take on it. But isn't it weird? Just say it's weird, Ev. Just agree with these things. Oh my boys, let me tell you how weird this is. <laughs> I'm falling apart. This podcast <laughs> is falling into ruins. Um, I wrote. Oh, well, this, the guy, the the host of worst idea ever told us that this was this was a much worse idea <laughs> giving us so i think we uh we definitely uh we have the chop we have the chops what if instead of doing this same podcast we just listened to helicopters 52 weeks in a row and every time we had to come up with a new please please don't it. please no uh this is a weird chorus it's still catchy but it's so simple for brennica ladies mm-hmm. right i'll be leaving soon i have these five notes over and over again yeah i don't this 
I feel like Stevie P is trying his like he's like dipping his toes in the protest song and i think he, yeah we get a lot of a lot better protest song later on i think like i feel like i liked a couple more of his protest songs on later albums oh did you way, listen to some later more ones? of course well, I his did. solo albums he's mm-hmm. got great i think yeah man child yeah. is uh that's a is that the protest song no i'm no. thinking of white noise white noise yeah no i think that he's he's got good he's he but it ta- you know we're, we're watching him learn how yeah. to write a protest song yeah and i think this is not it it's weird. I, you Mina saying liked. that you saying that makes me think like I feel like this album is a lot of them learning in real time. Like this is an album that they could have written and then scrapped and then gone on to the next album. I because feel just like they're learning in real time. <laughs> I think there's a lot of great songs on here, but I think there's also a lot of dreck. But also, uh, I agree. But also, when you're learning, you don't know what's good and bad at first. So this may seem like a really good protest song to them, and they yeah. throw it out there, and they're like, "Oh wait, no." Yeah. So like, because so who's uh, whose fault is this? Don Was. was. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, did you hear the reverse guitars in this song? You He's betcha. obsessed with these reverse fucking guitars. He can't get enough of them. This devastation. Uh, it drives me insane. He's a cad. He's he just not a, a cad. He is a great producer. You've, I, you have sung his praises on many of these songs. Yeah, well, because he's weird. But this is him using the same weird thing three times now on this album. Well, just the reverse guitars are a BNL staple now. I guess. It's just very strange. I don't know if we get them again after after this album. It is funny, though, how I, be- I think I may have totally course corrected on Maroon. Well, going into this album, I was like, this is my favorite Brandy Ladies album. Yeah, and now I'm, gonna... I'm like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> with Maroon? I don't know. I think it's it's got some of my favorite BNL songs on it. Yeah. I wouldn't say. Would this, is this album better than Stunt? Who knows? That's for the later episodes for to find out. That's for Which of them would I invite to my Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> we'll find out when I resequence this album. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, What do I ask them to bring ooh. to my dinner? That's a good one. You've invited all the songs in this album. To <laughs> Are your... you writing an email to It's All Been Done Podcast? That you invited like? every song on this album to your Thanksgiving dinner. What do they? What are they? And what do they bring? Uh huh. And how do they act at the dinner? Do they get like they eat too much turkey and fall asleep on a couch? Do they get drunk and talk about uh, right wing politics? And this is how you're going to sequence the album? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Um, great harmonies. On the bridge and super great on everyone. So skeptical of everything they're told. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But this might be the first Bandicoot Lady song. Speaking of the bridge, that the bridge does not pull ahead of the rest of the song. We've spoken about it before. I feel like the bridge is always greater than the sum of its parts. The bridge is better than the song as a whole. Mm-hmm. This is the first song where I feel like yeah, the bridge is fine. The bridge is nothing yeah. special. It's okay. Yeah. And even the chorus wasn't as catchy as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But you know what? They don't. Hey, fuck me. They don't have to like... <laughs> this isn't for me. Well, I mean, it kind of is. They I want mean, you to buy the album. Yeah, and it well, worked. That's, and that's the hard part about artistry and musicianship is like, who is this for? Is it for you or is it for me? Like, I wrote these for me, but I'm putting them out there, so they better be for you Do in you some way. Do you think the fact that the song isn't that great is a meta commentary on no! protest singing in general? <laughs> We're so deep into this. He's like, well... The, he's because he's talking about how no one wants to listen to protest songs yeah. and no one likes protest singers so he's like i'm gonna write a protest song that no one wants to listen to <laughs> <laughs> jesus no because i don't think the song is bad i think the song is middling okay 
You think it's bad. We'll get to that in the rating. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I to me it's just it's confusing, but I I think it's uh, maybe I don't like it. I don't know. I'm doing this in real time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> listeners, how do you feel about seeing Saker learn in real time? <laughs> do you think Stevie P's recorder is supposed to be purposefully reminiscent of children? No. Because of meh. Meh. I mean, like. <laughs> you were a goat for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught myself. I mean, he talks about children earlier in the. It's about a dead school kids. being bombed, yeah. <sighs> Maybe. This is the music they could have made. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Thank you for being. Uh, because, as everyone knows, in Yugoslavia, when you get your recorder in fourth grade, you don't learn like <laughs> Mary Had a Little Lion or Hot Cross Buns. You learn the Golden Girls theme, yeah. which actually would be much better. <laughs> um, I do. I I feel like those opening two lines are a fucking gut punch, right? Yes. The, like those are a gr- fucking great. Speaking of children, yeah, it's a good open. This is where the helicopters came to take me away. This is where the children used to play. That is, yeah, it hits you where it hurts. This is where the helicopters came to take me away. This is where the children used to play. <gasps> Whoa. This is only half a mile from the attack. This is, because this is like, they tell you when you're writing an essay, that last sentence should grab your, you should, no, not the last sentence. First the sentence. First sentence. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and this is the first sentence of the song. You don't want to bury the lead. Me. Yeah, oh yeah, because their thesis statement comes later. That's the last sentence of the first paragraph. It's been a long time since I wrote an essay. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but it's it's so good. I love, because I, I think for as confusing as some of the lyrics in this song are, it's got uh, so much artistry. Like it's got a lot of the best poetic lyrics on the whole album. Hmm, okay. You don't think so? Huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. So you're going right. to hold this up with like, this is more poetic than, I don't know, Hidden Sun? Uh, I don't know. We haven't done Hidden Sun yet. Oh, you I'll just, figure it out you, when we you, get you there. Fi- you forget Huh? We're doing these in order, Evan. We haven't done Hidden Sun yet. So you eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, BNL out of your head so I, you can experience every song I, for the first time. Yeah, feels just like it. That's okay. That's <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. Uh, I love uh, the background at the end when Steve does his little, yeah! <laughs> I feel like that could have been the CSI. I wish they had used this song for CSI Miami. Really? It's, yeah! Yeah, I feel like they should have used helicopters. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it works for a governmental agency. Um, he's got a great... Uh, Steve is just killing it on this song, I thought. He's got a great v- gruffness to his voice when he goes like, Even I get sick of... Yeah. Even I get sick of... Needing to be so... This one has a lot more emotion than the Cell, Cell, Cell. Yeah, like this is what Cell, Cell, Cell was this trying is, to be. Yeah, it's It's... It's a step up the staircase for me. And what did I rate Cell, Cell, Cell? Oh, an infinite number of, uh, of uh, bulletproof vests. <laughs> so, <laughs> I gotta figure out how to rate this fucking song. Um, I think it's... the one See, of actually, the- I hated this song more than Cell, Cell, Cell because it was another one. Okay. Right? <laughs> like, if it had just been either this or Cell, 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 sure. I would have been... We I just, guess... I don't remember how I rated Cell, 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 but it probably wasn't very high. Resequencing is so fucking important on this album. <laughs> they fucked it up. <laughs> they had five 
blamos. What are they called? Five slappers and then seven dramos. Stories. <laughs> yeah, five blamos and seven dramos. That's like drama mean because they put you to sleep. Yeah. Well, Is actually, that what drama mean does? Y- yes, but I I don't think they were all bad. No, songs. they're not all bad. They're yeah. not all bad. Um, I don't think they're even mostly bad. Just it was a couple, just a couple a couple of missteps. Here. It was fun to rewind this song every time when I finished it and listen to how plaintively it started and then how it comes into the chaotic sort mm-hmm. of nature into the end of it. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, that's that's sort of echoing the chaos of war, and yeah. I, I got that, and I appreciated yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you have? Any other notes that you had on this song? No. <laughs> Thank you. Then, Ev. Yes. Do me a solid. I would love to solid you, turn you completely solid. No spaces at all. Your mouth, just a solid thing. Mm. Your nose filled. <laughs> Blood vessels. Tell me how the song way. is like Harry Potter. <laughs> Yes, as we all well know, this album was made in 2000, and so was the first Harry Potter movie. I love that you're introducing this segment every time now. I have to, because happy. I feel like somebody might listen to me the, sure. for the first time. Yeah. Feels just like they're listening for the first time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This refers to, as you well know, the Millennium Bridge incident. <laughs> what the fuck? The Millennium Bridge built in 95, the summer of 95, crossing the Thames. Mm-hmm. It was attacked. Oh, the following year, <clears throat> in June, okay, a late June attack by Fenrir Greyback and the Death Eaters. Is this a, a Muggle location? A Muggle location. Ooh. This is what made the Wizards step up and take notice because Voldemort is going after Muggles because right, he's like a wizard supremacist, right? He wants to like mind control the Muggles and you right. know, turn them into slaves or some shit. I don't fucking yeah. know. Yeah, he never really. He's not really that articulate. Right. Like, like most right wingers, he's not really that <laughs> articulate when you get right down to it. Sure. Um. So. Voldemort. Uh, do you think it's tired and lazy when people call Trump like Voldemort? Like that that compare the Harry Potter comparisons feel so lazy to me. And Trump isn't Voldemort. He's some like he's like Cornelius Fudge or some dumb shit. It's it's just nuts. Maybe I'm parroting something I heard. I can't remember. But I I feel like it's so silly that everyone's frame of reference for politics is Harry Potter. Well, people, it's a, it's a touch. It's a cultural touchstone, right? Yes. It just feels really facile, right? Like, I mean, if that's the, if that helps you engage, yeah. Like, I don't care what method you use to, to like get yourself more active and knowledgeable about politics. Okay. We all, we've we've all got our own avenues. Sure. Sure. Our shorthands. All right. Go ahead. So Voldemort orders Cornelius Fudge to step aside. Or there will be mass muggle killings. Um, basically, like, if you're going to think of, like, Voldemort and... I mean, it's basically X-Men, right? With Dumbledore as Professor X and Voldemort uh, as Magneto. Magneto, right? Because, like, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, sure. Death Eaters are basically... The, like, they want to take over and make wizards, sure. you know, like like mutants, same thing. And then Voldemort... Or not Voldemort. Dumbledore is the guy who's like, oh, no, no, wizards can coexist. And actually, they, they have for thousands <laughs> yeah, of years. Yeah, it's uh, very clear. Yeah, so... um. So it's a walking bridge in the movie, um, and there were a bunch of muggles harmed and killed. There was a um, this a squib investigator I was imagining like a muggle who was harmed and then sort of goes off the deep end and starts hunting wizards. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, via this is it's sort of like a it's a very it's basically the only like terrorist act I could find in the Harry Potter. Universe. Okay, so got it. That, like, <laughs> Did you search for terrorism, Harry Potter? No, no. I, like I just I remembered it, and like I mean it's near a park, and I children used to play at that park. I assume Ooh, and presume. Okay. Yeah, like Penelope Taylor said, you know she was one of the ones wounded on the bridge. Yes. The attack is we devils punishing us not for our decadent Wellston <laughs> lifestyle. For our decadent, she thought it was like. A holy, like, 
punishment? Yeah, she's got a lot of problems. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so she basically all the muggles saw were like the Death Eater smoke, right? Sure. So they just see like these. I mean, they fucking could be devils, right? Yeah. And then the wizards, of course, came and like mind wiped everybody like usual. So they met in black people in the Harry Potter universe? Oh, yeah. All the goddamn time. That's like, fucked Harry up. Harry and Ron fly a car across London. Yeah. That could have been anything. You could just say it's a weather balloon. That's what we do in the United States. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm doing a Bare Naked Lady podcast. I'm 68 episodes into a Bare Naked Lady podcast. That's what's wrong with me, my bud. You're my doing dude. a great job. My dude. So many people. And I thank you. Okay. <laughs> Tell you the same. Two people have bought our t-shirts. That's right. Um, and only one of them was me. Yeah. Well, none of them were you. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Well, let's rate this song. Can we? So we are going to rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more bare naked this song is, the better it is. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse. Av, as usual, we'll start with you. I always want to get more politically active. Uh-huh. I always want to get involved on the local level, on the state level, on the national level. Uh, I've decided I'm going to start going to more protests. Um, and, you know, I've gone to a couple. Um, I go to this protest. They're going to have a really awesome protest singer, uh, Dan the Man Lee. <laughs> Dan Lee? Stan Lee's brother? <laughs> yes. Well, his his uh, like nephew. Sure. Because his brother would also be like yeah, 90. 90, so. yeah, okay. <laughs> his, oh, it could be one of those where he has the, the younger brother that's like 15 years younger than him. Sure. So we'll say that, Dan Lee. <laughs> okay. He writes like a, he's, it's like a, like, you know what nerdcore did for rap he's doing for protest songs <laughs> so he's writing protest so nothing songs. <laughs> what, yeah well it, he made rap accessible to weirdos oh okay fair. like nerd like sure yeah i mean so he's doing uh protest nerdcore so, he's doing protest nerd, <laughs> yeah he's doing protest it's like filk basically but, uh, sure. but he relates whatever it is so he's singing a song about like x-men and yeah. how you know i think that actually exists too but i think it's just filk but yeah certainly yes so um i have to take off time at work you know, because protests are never at a convenient fucking sure. time. And it's a lightning protest because, I don't know, they just confirmed Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, so now, so I'm taking enough time to work. I drive down. I've got my tie off. Go in there. Get to the protest. And I'm like, wasn't there supposed to be a lot of people here? And there's like one or two people with signs. And I'm like, but damn, the man <laughs> he is coming. Uh-huh. Like, he's he's big in the community, more uh-huh. or less. And I see, like, like uh, everyone's sort of, like, downcast. And, like, they're looking around. And people's kind of stumbling around. And... Uh, I see a ambulance back up to the stage. And no, I'm like, stand in the dance. What the fuck happens? So I like looking over, and then one of the guys goes, uh, "Yeah, he had a heart attack on stage during like tuning, so the concert's canceled." Jesus! And I just see them loading a body bag into the Why ambulance. Why did you make this Stanley's brother? That's horrible. I just, I just uh, see them loading a body bag into the okay. thing, and I catch a glimpse of the body bag. So that's that's what this song is to me. It's in the body bag. <laughs> Okay, so it's fully clothed. You can't see any, not even their yeah, face. I did I did not this actually might be my least favorite bare naked lady song ever. Whoa! Holy shit. Is usually I can find something I like. It's worse than Spider in My Room or fucking In the Drink. Uh, those I liked because they were bizarre. Okay. Right? Worse than In the Drink. Worse than I Love You. Worse than Yeah. Yeah, this is this is by far my least favorite bare naked lady Good. song. I think I just some of it is fatigue. God. Some of it is fatigue. Uh huh. Like from doing this podcast okay. for so long. So I don't know if it's if I would have if this was on Gordon, I don't yeah. know if I would have rated it the same way because I was still fucking fresh faced sure, and sure, back in grade sure. nine. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just another protest song, and I'm yeah. like, you're not a protest band, BNL. I know you're doing experiments, but when you experiment with something, you don't just keep doing it over and over again yeah. on the same album. Yeah. Before you, you know, to prove so this you, in the pudding. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. didn't. 
I think that if this had been in the place of Sell, 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 I would have rated it higher. Yeah. And Sell, Sell, Sell wasn't on the album. Uh, yeah, I fucking hated this song. Done. Damn. Fucking ridiculous. Fuck you, Dan the Man Lee. <laughs> you really, you killed Stanley's brother. I didn't I kill him. God killed him. <laughs> um, fade in. We are in the same scene we were at before. The sniper on the roof is saying, sir, we can't get a good angle on him. There's no good angle oh, okay. on him. <laughs> From your previous rating. Okay, I get it now. And they're starting to shoot me. And it's just bouncing off my flak jackets, an infinite number of flak jackets. And actually, I'm still, you know, miles away, but my, my jackets are actually busting chops. They're busting in the windows and knocking around and knocking people leveling out. Leveling buildings. Yeah, leveling buildings. And then one guy says, I have a good idea. And he jumps onto my, my, my bulletproof vest line. And he starts tearing at the first one. And I'm yelling from miles away. And I'm saying, it's no use. There's an infinite number of them. Tear off one and two more will take its place. And he does just that. He tears off one. Boop, boop. Tears off another one. Boop, boop. And I, he starts panicking. And I start laughing. And then he says, ah, but I, my friend, am a wizard. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he pulls out his wand. And he casts a spell. And then he tears it off. And shit. He actually tore it off and two aren't coming. Then he starts tearing more and more. He tears about 10 or 11 or 12 off. And by that time, I start to fuck it. I'm pan- so I just run. I get the fuck uh-huh. out of there. So mine is infinity minus 12 bulletproof <laughs> jackets. So you like this better than sell, 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 but not... Not a whole lot, but better. yeah, a little bit better. I was thinking he would... Uh, the trick would be to tear off your bulletproof vests and then two replace it. And so he just keeps ripping them off and he's wizard now. So he rips off an infinite number of them. Okay. And then he get it times two infinity. So it, <laughs> it circ- breaks, it the circumnavigates universe. the world. Sure. And then you are pressed. It crushes me. You're, you're pressed between yeah, yeah, the bulletproof yeah. vests. And then he pulls that one last one. Well, he can't, he can't even get in there because it's so tight. Right. Yeah. So you're just like, I so, am the Ouroboros sitting there. You're just sitting there like suspended above the earth by bulletproof vests. I'm some neon Genesis evangelion shit. That's right. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That's my rating. Is infinity times two, <laughs> two bulletproof vests. vests. You hated the song more. <laughs> Fuck. Wait. No, because but then he, okay. So while you're sta- while you're uh, dangling there, they laugh and they pull your pants down. Yeah, no, no, because infinity is a concept. Yes. Infinity times two is not a concept, therefore it's it's unrateable because there can't be two protest songs on this album. So this song gets a rating of N A out of ten, basically. Div zero. Yes, it div zero. Uh. That's it. What the fuck do we do now? We don't have a guest. What? Are, no, that's right. We'll be right back with more. It's all the Donna Vernon Ladies Podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. <laughs> um, snakes. Uh huh. If I had a snake, mm-hmm. would you be scared? No. You're not scared of snakes. I'm not. I mean, I don't like them. Like, I'm not, like, attracted to them, I should say. Like, I'm like, oh, a snake, and, like, walk over and, like, sure. touch it. But, like, I'm like, oh, a snake. It is built in. I'm going to stay away from you. I'm going to be respectful of your area. Sure. Speaking of of things that are built into our DNA, chewing on, last week, we talked about <laughs> chewing on, on uh, uh, little babies and cute it things. It was a week for all you. It was 10 seconds for <laughs> us. Um, I, be- I, th- I think a fear of snakes is built into us as a species, right? I'd say spiders are scarier to me than snakes. But wouldn't you agree that it's a... I it's think it's... A- it, it isn't necessarily a fear of snakes. It's, that it's like... Um, things that are less like us. I actually listened to, I read a really cool article on this. Like, um, oh, you may, you're giving well, me your but face. I'm not scared of a grasshopper. 
because grasshoppers can never be poisonous, right? But somewhere in my lizard brain, I know snakes and spiders both. Mm -hmm. Not only are they different from me, but they can kill me, right? Theoretically. Yeah. So why am I not scared of grasshoppers? I mean, if you got like a grasshopper like on your neck or something, you'd be like, ah, yeah, that's yeah, true. That sort of spooky thing. If I get a stray hair on my neck, I go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the article? Sorry. Oh, it was an article about, um, I think it, oh, actually it was an article, a smaller version of a book called Some We Like, Some We Kill, Some We Eat. It was okay. just about people's relationships with animals. Some fantastic. Some fantastic, okay. but always true. <laughs> but uh, the guy was like working in a lab and uh, part of his job was to like, prepare animals for some sort of experiment they were doing so he had to kill them so he got like this bag of like animals so like and he would kill like crickets and he'd be like oh this isn't good and right. then you have to kill mice and he's like oh no yeah. and then like a monkey he had to kill and he's like i'm just not doing it so he quit yeah and then that was that was the start of his research is yeah. he's like researching animals like, yeah and i mean it's, it's a lot of it's cultural too like we don't eat dogs here in america right but they eat them in you know asia and that's fine i guess yeah yeah you know? Yeah, my friend was just talking about eating uh, horse sushi in Japan the other day. Uh, we had a chance to eat whale sushi in Japan, yeah. but we passed on that. Like, we looked See? at it and we're like, you know, I don't want to participate in this. Whale, I, I mean, removing it from all cultural context of being endangered, whatever. Like, whale's just a big fish. I'm okay with eating fish. I don't know. They're pretty smart. Yeah, so is octopus. Octopi are super I don't eat smart. octopi either. You don't? No. Oh, Octopodes, you, you mean. You gotta get some taco yaki, my friend. Nah, not a big fan of eating things that are like, can tell colors and can like escape. And, okay. I mean, I wouldn't eat a, like a monkey or an ape either. Sure. Unless but you I, eat mice all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, I fucking hate mice. <laughs> they shit in my pants. Sure. They shit in my pants. Yeah. I, That's I'll, what I always uh, blame What on. I like to do is do the live traps. Uh-huh. Then I'll go down to the basement and like empty the live trap out into my hand and hold it by the tail. And so all the other mice down in the basement can see me and I'll just chew that guy up right in front of them. <laughs> I'll be like, this is what you get. This is what you get. Get out of my warning. fucking house. Did you call him Gavin? Gavin. Okay. This is <laughs> what, what you, you get, get Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> I name all the mice sure. because, like, I don't know. I feel like you're going to devour something. You should name it. I name all my food. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, give it the courtesy of naming it. I did pour you a glass of iced tea when you walked out here. Does that iced tea have a name? Uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey the iced tea. Okay, cool. Yeah. He takes the form of a hawk. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's his Patronus. Okay, that seems fair. Um, you know... It's almost gone. So You, you know who also tastes the form of a hawk? You don't just name them, you personify them. Well, I gotta... I anthropomorphize them. You anthropomorphize them. Yeah. That I mean, seems it's what people do, right? Yeah, we anthropomorphize everything. Right. What's the syndrome... Not the syndrome, but what's the uh, the phenomenon where we see periodalia? Or when you see faces in, like... Oh, yeah. Like, cars and shit you like can, that. You can do that. I mean, we anthropomorphize everything. Like, you can do that trick. You ever do that trick in a uh, psych class where you, you make, like, a strange little... Like, make a shape. Yeah. Any and shape. And then you just person. put two little eyes in it. Yeah. And then it becomes, like, a person. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We're weird. You know who else is a person? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, is it the tea you're drinking? No, it's Captain Richard Dick Cahay, the captain of the ASS Thrifty. He seems confident, but is he really? Love's Lost Lost, the spinoff novel of the It's All Been Done Radio Hour Program Universe Journey. Shows us Cahay's early Gosh, days. Gosh, I'm going to miss that. Rising through the ranks and flirting with the only woman he ever truly loved, Grace Thomas. Find out how he became the man he is and why Grace matters so much. There's also plenty of stories set during the series with peeks into the heads of regulars you know and mwah, love. Do you think he's going to have like a conventioner's moment when he finally gets the woman oh, that Grace? he's always... Oh, Grace? Yeah. Oh, Grace and James. Um, uh, probably... I think she's probably dead. Yeah. Right? It seems like... I mean, it's a... It's also, he's the captain, right? Seems like a classic sci-fi story where she was fridged episode one, right? Mm. And that we were just exploring his backstory. Well, how's he flirting with her? Um, oh, so it's all flashbacks? Yeah. Wait, does it say, oh, rising through the ranks and flirting with the only woman he ever truly loved? 
Yeah, that 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 past tense makes me think that Grace Thomas is dead. Okay, so maybe he's like got a holographic version of her. Oh shit! So he's like Jordy holodecking this shit. Jordy holodeck. Real creepy. How is Data back in the new Picard series? Uh, why? Didn't Data die? He did, but they saved didn't his Data head. Die, didn't Data die? Didn't Data die? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if you want to dive super deep into this. But I don't like, actually give a shit. He, he did die, but they uh they downloaded his program into like a copy of him. Oh. And it's not him necessarily. It's it's coming back as him, sort of thing like that. I see. So at the end of the at the end of the most recent Nemesis movie, um, Data's clone not clone, but like part of Data sings the song that he sang at the beginning. Oh really? Which gives the indication that there is something of Data that survives. In oh. This. But you know what? I would not expect them to even like Nemesis. Yeah, is even not bother be canon. with them. I don't mind Nemesis. Okay. It was fine. Yeah. It was an action movie, and like Trek movies, I don't know. I should. I was gonna say Trek movies shouldn't be action movies, but then like the new series is all action movies. Right. Yeah. So like. I but don't know. Then lot, again, there's room for a lot of different types of stories in the Trek universe, so I'm not going to be like precious with this shit. You don't like the new Trek movies? I don't mind them. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't mind them. Like, the most recent one was fine. The second one, I didn't like the second one because it felt like there it... There was a third one? Yeah, the third one was the one where they go to the planet. It's just an action movie, right? Never saw it like, it's like one episode that's two hours long. Okay. But the second one with the Ben Gramblestan Gooberbatch. Yes. I didn't... It was boring to me. Really? Like, and it wasn't the, the it wasn't anything anyone did. It was just like the I've never been able to make it through that movie without falling asleep, and I don't know why because it's everything I should like. like yeah. Like a darkly White. textured political drama, like the Federation devouring it, like all that fun stuff would be fun. Whitewashing. Whitewashing. Yeah, my fan. favorite thing. <laughs> I'm like, can you make it whiter, please? <laughs> I can't identify with anyone of any other race or gender. You should be able to white balance on the actors. That's what right. I want. <laughs> what I actually want is for every to be replaced with me. That's meat? Me. Gavin. Gavin? There's also plenty of stories set during the series that peeks into the heads of the regulars you know and love. The novel is available exclusively on Amazon.com and is now available in paperback as well as ebook. Wait, this oh, was so, a novel? So the novel, it's the spinoff novel of the Loveless uh, yeah, Lost Universe Journey. So the novel is a prequel which explores grace because it also gives you uh, peeks into the heads of the regulars you know and love. There's also plenty of stories set during the series. Okay. <sighs> Check it out and everything else we have at IAB. God, I'm going to miss this. <laughs> Bye. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big old wheel and figure out which segment we're going to do. I'm going to spin it a few times. I'm clicking, I'm clicking, I'm clicking. All, All right. right. Adam's family. Let's see what we come up with. <sighs> Conventioneers, which fandom would the narrator of this song belong to and why? Oh boy. So the narrator of helicopters. Is there like a fandom where you write fan fiction about like dictators? I think that the fandom that he's part of is the MASH fandom, right? It's a virulently anti-war while still kind of like, you know. Is that a fandom? Like... You can write MASH fanfics and MASH... Yeah, but... Yeah, that's interesting. Why Why is it even in question? It's a TV show. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I was just thinking, like, I don't know, like, political... Like, for some reason, and I'm not saying this is a thing, but, like, in my head, like, political action and fandoms aren't necessarily... There's no, like, Venn diagram there for me. Sure, but I think there's probably... People who take political action probably are invested in certain types of media. Correct. Right? Nowadays, that would be leftist YouTubers or blah, right? <laughs> like, nowadays, there's no... I don't know. They would be... 
whoever the anti-Ben Shapiro is, that's who they would be a fan of. Contrapoints? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Young Turks? Is that a thing? (laughs) Is that Um, a thing? (laughs) But but I see my leftist friends retweeting Young Turks sometimes. Uh. Um, But um, but, 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 what the fuck were we saying? Oh, MASH. Like, Like, MASH was the original, like, hey, war is fucking hell. War is bad. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's also funny. It's like all quiet on the Western front fan fiction. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe some Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Fan yep. fiction. Famous <laughs> anti-war series. Dr. Quinn medicine woman. What was Dr. Quinn medicine woman about? Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Oh, got it. Okay. That was like a, I've never seen an episode, but I remember seeing like it advertised all the time when I was a kid. Right. And she just went around, I think, helping people sort of thing. Yeah. It was like a Kung Fu, the legend continues, only instead yeah. of like a Kung Fu person, she was a doctor. Sure. Yeah. Like an actual doctor that could, I think probably... I would imagine she did far more good than a roaming martial artist did in the Wild West. Was Wait, did Kung Fu take place in the Wild West? Yup. Really? I've yeah. never seen it up. It was like an Eastern meets Western sort of thing. I see. Okay. David Carradine, R.I.P. R.I.P. I believe we talked on, <laughs> about him on another episode. Yeah. I may have cut that, actually. I can't remember because it was mean. <laughs> um, well, I think you were being mean. I, ugh, I'm going to gaslight you and think that you were <laughs> It was definitely mean. I wouldn't say anything mean about Gary Carradine. Nope, you love him. I was sad that he died the way he did. Uh, What a delight in Kill Bill. That's yeah. the only thing I've ever seen yeah. him in. But I yeah, and I don't him. know enough about him to hate him, because I'm sure if I found out about his personal life, he'd be horrible. Probably. Like everybody is. Yeah, I guess that's true. Milkshake uh, duck. Milkshake duck. I don't think you could be horrible. What is in your past that's horrible? I uh, once killed a man down south. Shut up. But he was a racist. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> okay. well, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> but he had kids. But they were racist. Yeah, I had to kill them <laughs> so too. killed them. Um, yeah. There's but his wife was not racist, and she really liked him. Okay. And this was like a pre-Trump. But then you married her <laughs> and sired two new children. Angus and Ashley. Actually. <laughs> Come here, actually. That's like, uh, what's your name, little little girl? Well, actually. actually. <laughs> that would be a great name. I like that. Holy shit, what a great... Or you could make their middle name, actually, and if you name them something similar to your last name. Like, their name is... I don't want to... Can I say your last name on... No. I think their first name has to be Wellman. Right. Roman, because then you well, their first their name is well, well actually. actually. <laughs> Wellman's a good name too. The name of Enzo and Dot's dad in reboot Wellman Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So I think in the end we decided he would be a reboot fan. Yes. <laughs> the guy from helicopters. <laughs> Maybe he's a helicopter fan. Oh yeah, what series has a lot of helicopter? Uh, Fast and the Furious. All of them. Wasn't Airwolf? Was that the one? Airwolf from the eighties. Oh, but he doesn't like helicopters because to him they represent war. So right, he well he sees a lot more. He sees what helicopters could be. Sure. And seeing them used for battle is yeah. terrifying. He likes that one episode of Sea Lab twenty twenty one where Captain Murphy goes, "Did you see that freaking chopper explode?" <laughs> <laughs> we doesn't like to see them explode. What he doesn't want the helicopters because they what delivers people to. To kill others, right? Well, I mean, unwillingly. Is it unwilling or is it unknowing? You don't blame the tool. You blame the hand. Well, a lot of people blame... <laughs> I've seen a lot of anti- anti-helicopter anti people <laughs> online who are very pro-government. Okay, so maybe he's an anti-helicopterist. Because <laughs> the helicopters have come to take him away. Are those right? like anti-vaxxers where they don't believe that helicopters, helicopters work? <laughs> <or> <laughs> they shouldn't possibly... They, they, they can't they possibly fly. Yeah, like flat earthers <laughs> for helicopters. Like, literally, man, there's a helicopter right there. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, government conspiracy. Yeah. Chemtrails. I mean, you see it. Let me see it. There's a musician I really, really love, or I used to love in college, 
And I liked him on Facebook back in college. And he hasn't posted for years and years. And then he randomly posted the other day and he was like, wake up, sheeple. There are chemtrails. Their government is putting shit in the sky. So he's gone off the deep end. Yep. But weirdly, he's gone. I've, I've seen a lot of right wing off the deep end, folks. I've never seen a left wing. He's like, all the governments are conspiring to make war happen. And we need to be anti-war. And the chemtrails are making us violent. And I was like, this is weirdly, it's not refreshing. He needs help. But <laughs> I've never seen someone who is off the deep end the other way. Does well, that think, make sense? I think eventually, I think politics is a circle right if you go mm. like if you go so horseshoe theory sucks i mean you go so far right you're basically indistinguishable from the left right and vice versa i'm not saying that i think obviously you go the so left... far left that no you are very distinguishable from the right maybe i mean because like, one side what's... wants to kill you killed nazis when you were younger you killed yeah, i killed tons of nazis. a man and two children yeah i'm not saying that the left is indistinguishable from the right i'm saying the far 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 beyond like the lunatic fringe of the left is yeah. indistinguishable from the lunatic fringe of the right yeah i i mean because they're both insane insane so they're not left or right anymore they're just insane yeah I, okay i see yeah. what you're saying yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I, I don't find much difference between like flat earther anti-vaxxers on either side of the political spectrum yeah like when uh, you believe yeah. something that's so obviously stupid right. like it doesn't matter what your politics are i'm right. just gonna write you off mm-hmm. hmm. why won't you debate me because you're dumb. Because <laughs> you're wrong and bad. There was a, a video I watched of a flat earther like yelling at an astronaut. Oh, I saw that. Buzz Aldrin. It punched him in the fucking face. Or was it? It, it, was, was, it was just, it, was, uh, it wasn't Buzz Aldrin, but it was oh. a different video. Oh, okay. And afterwards, like the astronaut would not even talk to him. Oh, really? Like, wouldn't look him in the eye. Wouldn't talk to him directly. Just addressed all of his, wouldn't answer any of his questions. Just talked to the host. Really? And after the thing, the guy went on YouTube to shriek about it. Like, I'm not, he wouldn't even debate my points. I'm like, he's an astronaut. He's been in the sky. He's right. seen the earth turn. What the fuck is wrong with you? Of course, he's not debating you dipshit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I just saw a video. God, I think it was Buzz Aldrin, but I'm going to sound like an idiot if Buzz Aldrin's been dead for years or something. But uh, some dude approached him on the street and was like, the moon landing was a hoax and you're fake and how dare you? And he just fucking punched him. Buzz Aldrin punched this dude in the <laughs> Good. face. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, MASH, the end. Now's the time when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our... Giant heart-shaped boxes. Yes, Nirvana. Um, if you have a question for us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. So uh, we have an email today from... <gasps> Tammy. Oh, sorry. Tim Tam. Tim Tam. <laughs> Tim Tam. She says, if this song was played at a wedding... How drunk would the party have to be for anyone to dance to it? Who would you blame for requesting it? Who would you blame is interesting because we're going to name people that we know that no one else will. So how I like the first part, though. How drunk would you have to be to dance to helicopters (laughs) and anti-war anthem at a wedding? Um, Jesus Christ. I think that, like, if this came on... Middle middle end of the wedding, uh-huh. and there's a, it's an open bar wedding. Obviously. Okay, sure, absolutely. And they've been pouring. The bartenders have been pouring heavy, liberally, liberally yeah. heavy. Um, and the last dish was like some sort of like alcohol dish. Like it was, they didn't do cakes, right? Okay. Like, everybody gets bananas, Foster. Every, okay. So, you know, something that's everybody like flaming gets rum raisin. Everybody gets baked Alaska. Sure. Like something with alcohol in it. Sure, sure. And people are like, so I imagine like this would be requested by somebody. Like a, a vet. 
It's like I feel an like old, an old vet. This is, I but not an old vet because an old vet wouldn't. This is too up. up. Yeah, so like a, like a Gulf War veteran. So yeah, like you're uh the the groom's or, weird uncle. Yeah, somebody from that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like who was and this is like they're in the Netherlands. Sure. Because this was a, someone who participated in like the NATO peacekeeping force in Bosnia. Okay, <laughs> great. So uh, he requests it. Uh, and then how drunk do you have to be to dance to it? Well, the question is, am I already dancing? Because once I get on the dance floor, I'm you never stop. always on my best behavior at weddings. You are. Everyone loved you at my wedding. You were the hit. I am on my best behavior. <laughs> you really are on your best behavior. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's say you're not already dancing for the sake of the okay. question because how drunk would the party have to be well, for anyone? If it's if it's for me dancing, well, then if I'm at a wedding dancing, for anyone I am to incredibly dance to drunk. Not you. Okay. So so how drunk does the drunkest person have to be? Well, if this is let's say this is the first song played during the dancing oh, segment. Jesus. So they're like, and they're all right. Thanks to the bride, thanks to the bride and groom. Everybody, <laughs> get on the floor. Does it? Does the DJ exhort everyone to get on the dance floor? Prior? The DJ locks the doors, and he says, "We're gonna play helicopters until somebody fucking dances." <laughs> <laughs> and so he keeps playing it, and people are getting more and more drunk. Do you think this is at Ed's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He plays Ed's Ed got, own music. Ed got married before I think Maroon came out. Oh, uh, this has been in the tank since Gordon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's a deep cut from the future. A demo of helicopters. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, a dubstep remix of helicopters. This is where the the. <laughs> <laughs> that would fucking rock. Um. Yeah. So how drunk. So how do you even quantify? I'll be leaving, leaving, leaving. I'll be leaving Perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be. So does the DJ get to remix the song? I guess would be also a question. So if it's the the trap trans remix, the dubstep, the dead mouse remix of helicopters, of helicopters, then immediately people start dancing. Yeah. But if it's the version that we just heard today, yes, it's gonna take. She see fucking here's the thing at a normal wedding whatever at a wedding that you or I are at mm-hmm. I would start dancing to bare naked ladies no matter what the song is immediately yeah, and all of our friends know we would do that so I'd be like out in the fucking uh like side hall talking to someone that I haven't seen in like ten years <laughs> and then like someone just comes this someone, is hey, where hey, the helicopters hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, it's a BNL song you got to get in there and dance <laughs> yeah. come on I haven't seen this guy I'm like get the fuck in there. <laughs> Saker's out there on the dance floor dying. You gotta go help him. He's doing the worm, but he doesn't know how. He's just hurting himself. He's doing the helicopter. That's where you just hold out your arms and spin, spin as fast as you can. Uh, so I guess for Evan and I, no drinks. For a normal person, four rum and cokes you would have to drink. Four Roman cokes. Four Roman cokes, which is a rum and coke in a sandal. Is <laughs> a Roman coke. So nothing. <laughs> so wet sandal. <laughs> wet sandal. Yeah, you have to suck the rum and coke out of a sandal for the Roman. Well, that coke. seems way worse. No, it's fun. Uh, God, you've never sucked juice out of a sandal. Huh. <laughs> Tells me a lot about you. Um. Okay. Uh. So and for the crazy uncle, one drink. Yeah. I mean, he's. I think that, but but a crazy uncle stumbling out on the dance floor, dancing to this song and talking about how important it was to him. Like he's like, I imagine him raving as he dances too. The crazy uncle was out on the dance floor dancing when the best man was giving a speech. He was just like <laughs> trying to find the rhythm. Of he's the already best got man. his. He's already got uh his tie off. Like yes. he's that drunk. It, around his head? Is he that Shh, drunk? Sure enough. Okay. Uh yeah. Um. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think that sounds about right. So it depends on the person is the number of drinks. Zero to one to four. I could see this in a in a like normal-ish wedding, this being a slow song or the song... I don't know who you would have to be to be the bride and groom to make this your wedding song. Oh, yeah. A song about children dying on the field okay. of battle. Uh, I know exactly who you are now. Um, ba- you- Bill and Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> who do you have to be? No, just a, a couple that is really into like uh, um, like going out there and helping people and like making people aware of problems. They're mm-hmm. they're activists. Sure. Right. And say the, the guy and the, they're both veterans. Sure. Um, so they've both been in sort of like, not necessarily like war zones, but like peacekeeping missions okay. and things like that. So they've seen like atrocities, like they were in like Somalia and they okay. were in Bosnia and they were, you know, in the Persian Gulf and just saw sort of the aftermath right. of the horror in Afghanistan. Sure. And so they wanted to bring attention to like, I don't know, like the Armenian genocide or okay. something like that. And they're, they're <laughs> like using this song as a platform to like, but they're not playing like Bob Dylan. They're playing Bernie Good Ladies. Okay. Yes. Cause they both love Bernie Good Ladies. Okay, they sure, met, sure. they met over like at a, 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 a BNL concert. Building a universe here. Well, the thing is like they do this song and then like the song gets done, like the wedding song. And then like, they're like hand the microphone to the groom and he's like, all right guys, a lot of people, a lot of kids, <laughs> a lot of kids are dying. <laughs> Uh, in Armenia, uh-huh. like, or just like the, the Turkish government will not recognize the Armenian <laughs> genocide. Or like, maybe, maybe this is a, a very liberal DJ and he's at like the, um, uh, do you remember the, uh, the, did you see the pictures of the, the MAGA wedding that just happened? No. The woman wore like a Trump 2020 themed dress. So this is a DJ that's trying to sneak in an mm. anti-war song to a super right wing wedding, right? Because it sounds like poppy enough that it could be. A song that people dance to. And nobody's paying attention to the lyrics. But inside, yeah. the DJ's smiling. He's like, I did it. Now they're all going to be brainwashed into being good people. <laughs> Maybe they'll think about it. Maybe they'll Subconsciously, think. they'll remember. Yes, exactly. That uh, the there's a border crisis and it's not what they think it is. Yeah, yeah. Where the children used to play. Yep. Concentration camp's great. Ev, we did it. Yeah, kind of ended on a down note there, though. Yeah, that's okay. Concentration camps. We'll get rid of them within our lifetimes. We <laughs> thought we were, they were done. We thought they were done. Good boy. Uh, Ev, you Eth- can get with us ethnic on... Ethnic cleansing. You can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done a Burning Ladies podcast. You can get with us on Twitter, at Pod at dumb underscore god, which I believe <laughs> I said at idiot god the other day. Yeah. Which you didn't correct me. Why? Because I'm an idiot... God, I guess at 2d6 music at uh I don't know. All right, that's it. <laughs> at Evan Dickin. Um, Ev, what do you have to plug this week? Uh, I don't really have anything now that you've just plugged all my plugs. But you've got to have some. Uh, uh, what is the next thing that you're writing? Who's it for? Is it for Asimov? Isaac Asimov? Yes. I'm gonna crinkle it up and push it into the ground uh-huh. by his grave. <laughs> Can you imagine writing a story that you just leave on a dead person's grave and you just, you know, they're the only one who gets to experience it? I've got, I've got a bunch coming out. Like I got one for the No Sleep podcast. It's coming out soon. Hey, plugs to the No Sleep guys. Yeah, they're one of the best horror podcasts out there. Well, get somebody from No Sleep on here. Uh, sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's what we want. Uh, okay, cool, fun. You actually did a plug. Yeah, did I? I'm proud of you. Well, you made me. Will you tell us when it comes out? Yeah, I'll post some. Really? No, don't post. I want you to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Goodbye then. Goodbye then. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. Goodbye then. Goodbye then. Goodbye, then.